In a deceptive and backwards world, we are starved for true identity, purpose, and most of all, hope. We want to be loved, encouraged, and known. We are desperate for a tribe to rejoice with, lament with, and to break bread with as his kingdom comes. This season on Basket Full of Bread, you will hear more stories of God's resurrecting power and biblical heart transformations that have altered future generations. We will armor up and I'll pray for you and all the saints. And together we will see God's promises unfold and petition to be overcomers. We will marinate in the book of Romans, belly laugh, chat about heaven-sent approaches for healing, see the miraculous in Juniper, rope Matt into some Matt chats, and God willing, there will be a beautiful birth story along the way. Hi, you guys. My name is Bethany, and I'm grateful you're here. Even if one person is visualizing life for the marriage, like don't underestimate what the Holy Spirit can do with just like one because you guys are a unit. Like we are one together. So even if one spouse is the one like I am going to breathe life into this marriage, like there is so much power in that. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Matt Chats. Today we're on chapter three. three. I got Mr. Matt Kime here in the house. Howdy, partners. Howdy. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a little wet outside, um, but I'm hanging in there. The yeah. rain drops. The rain, the rain affects my mood more than I'd like to admit. Deeply. Yeah, cold and rainy. Welcome to November. All right, so chapter three. We 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 took a couple weeks off. Sunday kept coming just so fast, and unintentionally we took off. Yeah, and it just was not happening. And today's not Sunday. Today's Tuesday, so maybe Sunday's just not the day. No, no. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe not. So we we read chapter three. It's called A Vision of Us. If you're just tuning in, this is our little segment on Basketful of Bread where Matt and I are going through beauty in battle, winning in marriage by waging a war. Um, it's by T- Jason and Tori Benham. It's just a small little book that we're going through together, and we thought it'd be fun to share it with you guys. So occasionally, Matt will come on here when I rope him in to do some chit-chatting, and um, we just thought it would be fun to do this book. So if you don't have it and you're interested, you can get it on this Amazon. You know, it's all over. Um, but we found about out it. We found out about it <laughs> from Focus on the Family. We heard about it. Yeah, yeah. So we're on chapter three, and this chapter, um, it was it was a good chapter. I thought it was a, a vision of us. I think this is like very us, like 
casting kind of a vision. Where do you want to be? Um, there was like one line at the very end of this chapter that said, if an awesome marriage is what you want and both of you believe it can happen and you're willing to focus on your vision of us, then you'll move towards it. Yeah, the, I mean, this chapter kind of was speaking into like the conscious and unconscious and our thought processes and how, you know, basically if you uh, if you envision something enough and you apply that to your life, then it'll align things and set you up to achieve those goals or achieve those um, aspirations and more specifically in your relationship and the vision of your relationship. So yeah, it kind of dives into that. And I, I think this year has been a, a real example for me in so many ways <clears throat> coming into 2022. I, I was like, this is going to be my year, you know, coming off of COVID and being laid off my last job. Um, I was like, yeah, this, this is my year. And so I did a lot of envisioning of where I was going to be and where God was going to put me and place me. And, and there's, there's quite a few new changes that are coming soon around the corner that, you know, we may dive into later, but I'm pretty, pretty much, uh, an example of that and how it applied in my life. And I think it's, it's paid dividends. So definitely honing in on the things, um, from, a unconscious standpoint and applying that to your everyday conscious life. Yeah. I like how you are like applying this to how, how visualization applies to your personal life. Um, I mean, I could say the same thing with like births and labors and that kind of thing. Visualization, even in motherhood is like a huge tool that I've really honed in on as well. There's just like a lot of power in that. And we're not really talking about like name it and claim it. We're not talking about that, but um, in the book, they're talking about casting a vision, you know, like what kind of seeds do you want to sow for your, maybe your personal lives, like we were just talking about, but also like our marriage, like we have also talked about, you know, where do we want to be in five years or that kind of mm -hmm. stuff, um, which it all goes hand in hand. The key takeaway for this chapter says, Without a vision for your marriage, it will die. Vision is the fuel for passion, which gives you the energy to do the things you see in your mind. Remember back to your original vision for your relationship, then want it, believe it can happen, and focus on it to make it a reality. Hmm. So I, I like just the whole concept of like that vision is the fuel for the, it gives you the fuel for what you, it's what you need to be able to make your dreams come to pass. It, it aligns like a clear trajectory of where you need to be and just aligns your focus on where you need to apply that energy and, and, and how you're going to achieve those things that are, that you're visioning. So, Yeah. Yeah, so he there was a few like antidotes in this chapter. Um, were there any that stuck out to you? There's one. 
So, and, and I'm just like, good. man, the timing too of it. Too good. So, a little backstory, like, over the, the past, this past weekend. Okay, just so you guys know, Matt and I have not talked about this at all. Like, this is all live. Is and all we're looking fresh. at each other, and I'm like, I know, laughing. you so, know that I know. So, we, I love the fall weather, um, but I loathe raking leaves, and... We have half a dozen poplar trees, so the leaves are falling early, and then we have oak trees, so there's just leaves constant. So over the weekend, I was like, all right, I need, I need to get some headway on these leaves. I, I already piled up a few big jump piles for the girls, and I was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rake them back after a week, and a week became two weeks, and three weeks and then almost a month and it's at the point now where it's so compacted and wet and nasty it's just a thousand pounds per pile um so i'm just like all right i'm gonna rake leaves but i'm not even gonna tackle that yet and bethany comes out and she has a different vision than what i had so i'm like all right i'm gonna do this area and i'll focus on this later and she's like let's let's do this now and i'm like you're ruining my feng shui there's like a there's like a a a process to these things but she was so much like wanting to to be a team and to 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 team up and, and knock this thing out and me i just was looking at you know an opposition like you know i got my way and this you're trying to go a different way and um, cause I, I do, you know, typically all the, the mowing and the leaf blowing and all that stuff. So it, it was, it was a big pill for me to swallow and accept her lead in, in that regard. So long story short, we, we did teamwork, um, reluctantly, but no, you came around. Yeah, I came around, but you know, so it, 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 I thought it was interesting cause you were working in the back on the oak tree leaves mm-hmm. and I was working in the front on the like other Poplar leaves trees. and you were like no those are harder I'll do that you go do the back and I was like okay that's fine so when the back was done which took like t- not long because those were weren't soaking wet the front was like there and I was like if we just do this together we could knock this out babe and like we could do this in under 30 minutes like we could totally do this we could just start and just see what happens and it took like some, you know, cajole, not cajoling, not, not the word. I was more just like laughing and you were like, fine. The, the more visibly frustrated I yeah. became, the more giddy she got. And I was just like, it was like salt in a wound. I was like, oh, I was fine. like, babe, let's just like have some fun out here. Uh, the, the, the challenge was loading, loading them up on a tarp yeah. and then me pulling this heavy tarp down to the <clears throat> woods and then you know getting the leaves off of the tarp so but you were laughing <clears throat> and playing by the end of it yeah i came around so back to the book within this chapter um the husband kind of talks about this time where you know he, he's kind of ocd when it comes to to image and keeping things clean and he just kept reflecting on the time when this magnolia tree would would drop these leaves at the drop of any any type of windstorm, 
And so he kind of brought up the scenario where, where they were all, all the kids were swimming in the back and it was such a lovely day and he wanted to um, have dinner outside on the deck and there were just all these these magnolia leaves that he just kind of procrastinated and didn't get to. But ultimately he, you know, envisioned this, this evening with his family, this time where they, they cherish so dearly and he just took it upon himself, you know, with, with the help of his boys to, you know, get the leaves up, clean it up and put that step forward um, to achieving the vision of, you know, what he had, um, forecasted. So when I started reading that, I was like, this is talking about leaves and persevering <laughs> and, and, you know, getting your bootstraps on and just doing the thing. And I was like, man, what, like how, how perfect I know the timing of this. It was so funny because I read this, this <laughs> chapter on Sunday and like right before you got home. And I already knew, I feel like the Lord prepped me. He's like, you're going to, you need to help Matt with the leaves today. Cause it was like getting like, it's just so, it's so many leaves. And so remember how you said like, Oh, I thought I would take all day, but it was just like a quick 30 minutes. And mm-hmm. that's where I, I like got that idea. Cause I was like, Oh, I'll just say like, let's just like shoot for 30 minutes and see what we can get done in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I just thought it was hilarious. But I didn't want to tell you that that's what the, the chapter was. I was mm-hmm. like, he's going to read it later and I'll see. And it's so funny. Like um, earlier this week, I, I heard someone say something like, yeah, if you if you ask your kids to do anything, but if you say, uh, you know, go go put your clothes up, but do it, but, but, but do it real fast. Can you do it real fast? It almost like tricks them into, into thinking like, oh, I, wait. I, got, I I must do this real fast, but it just made me think of like, man, maybe I was like the kid, and you were you bamboozled. Were, and yeah, I was bamboo, <laughs> bamboozled, and and secretly I was like, oh, I need to do this fast. You know? Yeah, it's I, it's honestly like it is such a mental like those types of tasks or just life things. You know, you're going through things as a couple or as a family. It's like if you can break things down into smaller you know, chunks and say, okay, this is our, it's, it's like a running strategy. It's an exercise strategy. Make yourself milestones. Like, okay, if I can just get to that stop sign or like, if I can just go for like 10 minutes, set the timer, 10 minutes done, you realize like you actually have more in you than you thought. And, um, I think it's like mental strength and that's what visualization really is, is like mind strength. Mind over matter. Yeah. So there's some um, some good uh, questions in here, and I did not really read them too closely because I kind of wanted it to be fresh. So let's see here. Um, number one, what was your original vision for our marriage? Hmm. So I'm guessing our vision before we got married. What was your original vision? I mean, I guess like the very first time you visualized marriage with me, what was your vision of it? Um, I think honestly in that time I, I was like, I didn't really have a true vision of what I thought it would be. It was more like, all right, well, I know, 
I could see glimpses of how your parents are and then glimpses of how my parents are and then just say, all right, well, let's kind of integrate a little bit of this and a little bit of that and, you know, see, see where we are with that. But as far as like a grand vision, I don't know. I don't think there's one thing that just sticks out to me. I mean, maybe if I had more than five seconds to think about it. <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> when I think to that question, I'm like, I feel like my brain like did not turn on until I was like 25. I know they always say that about like men specifically, that it's like at 25, their brains are fully like, but I literally feel like it wasn't until I started to have my babies. Yeah. Yeah. I just felt like I really wasn't. And, you know, we weren't really walking with the Lord at that time. And so my vision for marriage, like, was very, like, probably shallow. Like, yeah. for me... It's like, oh, let's just be happy. I just literally wanted, like, I just wanted to be with you all the time. <laughs> and I just wanted a husband and I wanted to be a mom. So it was probably all about me, really. We were very codependent. Very codependent. And it was, like, selfish. Like, we were both codependent but also very selfish. And so for me, it was like, I'm going to get to be this thing because, like, through you that I've always wanted. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, but not in like a sweet way. This <laughs> is like a... Plus, I, I wasn't like, you know, the leader of yeah. the, the family. Like I was still finishing school and um, she was, you know, done with school and working a, a full-time job. She was a teacher. And so she was kind of, you know, leading the way in that regard. So I think from just yeah. a traditional uh, marriage standpoint, things were a little skewed during that time, which I think we have a better grasp of now. I know. I was yeah. going to say, like, <clears throat> honestly, like, <clears throat> it's it's sad. Like, I want to teach our children to have vision before they go down the path of wanting to marry somebody. Um, but I'm grateful because I look back on that and I'm like, but look at where we're at now, you know, like the vision we have now. And that's kind of what the next question says is, um, it says, have we lost it? And I would say, yeah, I think we've lost that yeah. in a good way. Yeah, we lost a vision that was <clears throat> pointless, superficial, like not for the, like we wanted it to be for the kingdom. But like we didn't have like relationships with the Lord. So yeah. how could it be, you know? Yeah, I think the boundaries of that vision were probably not outreaching as far as we can go now. Yeah. I I would say it was like mustard seed. Like we wanted in our hearts to please God and we wanted a relationship with the Lord. (laughs) Um, But now I would say our vision for our marriage is like so enriched. Like we, we actually have more vision, like real genuine vision and a desire to know what the Lord's vision is for Mm -hmm. our family and that's like the journey we've been on really in the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, if you look back at the older podcasts, you know, we were like two and through. Like that was part of our vision then. You know, we were yeah. going to have two kids. We we're going to raise them up and do right by them. And that was it. And the Lord revealed like, no, I have so much more in store for you. And so I think the more that we just submitted and accepted um his calling for us it just 
changed our vision, you know, changed our forecast, changed our, what we thought our threshold was and just allowed us more, um, opportunities for accepting his blessing. And so I think that's kind of helped our vision, um, at this point. Yeah. And I think like there was definitely like a transition period where, um, you know, for me, the way I, the original vision I had for my life that I kind of lost when I started to get off the path, like walking with Jesus closely. And then I met Matt and we were like off the path together. Hoot nannies. Um, hoot nannies, a bunch of lollygagging hoot nannies. <laughs> Um, I like, you know, whenever the Lord woke me up to all of that after we'd been married for a while, um, well, it was like when we got married and then into marriage, there was like a grieving process where I'm like, wow, like the enemy was like, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to convince you that you guys made a mistake. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't have gotten married. You weren't the right ones. You know, Mm -hmm. you, you chose poorly or, um, you guys didn't know enough about X, Y, and Z, um, what <clears throat> it made me just think like how superficial we thought like marriage was yeah. at the time. I mean, we were very much like into the gram and, you know, all into like this image and we very much, at least for me, kind of compared our relationship to all of these, these factors that just, you know, don't exemplify what God is doing in our yeah, lives. Like, mm-hmm. And so it was just all earthly things. And, um, yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, there was like a level of like, I think guilt with that, but the Lord like really has been speaking to me about that, especially in the last couple of years. Like Bethany, even though you guys entered your marriage in a pit, I still had very, very, very good plans for you. And I still have plans to bless you. And, you know, despite, and it's just like the nature of the Lord, like despite our sin, we're all, we all fall short of the glory of God. Like, but what does he do? He redeems and he resurrects and he delights in that. And so when you have two people, which is like what this chapter says, who want something very good for your marriage, it will come to pass. And it might take, listen, you guys, we're coming up on 10 years of marriage. If you would have if you would have told me five years ago, you would sit with Matt and and podcast and talk about a healthy marriage, I would have like, I would not have believed you. There's no way because of, oh my gosh, we have like come a long way. Praise the Lord. I have a voice. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You have a voice that is powered by the Lord now. You have a relationship with the Lord. and you are leading our family and um you know it it's it's amazing what god can do so if you got if you're coming into or maybe you're in a marriage right now and you're like oh my gosh these two are sitting here talking about blah 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 they don't know it's like no we know and we started from the bottom okay (laughs) and like we're ground level like we said in the last episode like Mm -hmm. y'all we were in a pit okay it's not how you start the race that's right it's how you finish That's right. And it is about the journey. And I think, you know, this is one thing I do want to touch on you guys. Visualization works both ways. You could visualize death day and night for your marriage. You could think about how terrible your spouse is. You could think about 
all the horrible things they do, the things that make you angry, the things that you should have, could have, would have did, you know, whatever, all that. You could visualize that and that like literally becomes like truth in your brain. Or, or you could visualize goodness. You know, what does scripture say? Whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is noble, whatever is pure. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And I think that's what like visualizing with Jesus is. Like I'm thinking about like the kingdom coming into our marriage. I'm not thinking about death or the death that was here. Like I'm gonna let that go. Okay, I feel like we've covered it. Um, they the questions go on. They say, "Do you, do we want it back?" As if you know, but we kind of flipped it. We kind of flipped it and said, "We don't want it back." Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> we're glad with where we are, and it says how we're going to get it back or how we're going to keep it alive. So let's say how we're going to keep it alive. What we have established now. Yeah, I mean, I think. I think we're at a season now where we know what our vision is, but we also know that the enemy is around the corner yeah. waiting to attack us. And that's where the Holy Spirit has come in and helped us discern what is from him and what is not from him. Mm. So I, I think for me personally, that um, has been a key factor in just how I live my daily life, um, and the choices and, um, decisions I've made, um, which, you know, we may dive in later, but the changes that are coming for our family and that there is just a vision that I had been battling over the last few months and fearful of, you know, but it was the enemy saying, yeah, you should fear this, like this this is not uh, the way you need to go. This is, you know, it, but I soon realized, no, this fear is not of the Lord. Mm -hmm. I need to press on. I need to dig deeper. I need to um, find, find out more about why this fear is there and, um, and ask God more about it. So, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what we'll do. We'll just continue Mm -hmm. to dig deeper and, you know, you learn the voice of the Lord and you learn, you know, the imposter and you're like, wait a second, that's not my father. I rebuke that. I don't receive that. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I, receive that. I don't receive that. Yeah. And, and that's like what we do. And, you know, honestly, it's like, why does it take so long sometimes to like figure that out? Cause we're human beings and we like are constantly getting duped. And it's like, no, 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 no. Wait a second. Wait a second. So, yeah, I think, you know, that's good. We just want to hang on to that. And I think a big part of, like, maintaining a healthy vision for our marriage is just, like, maintaining a healthy relationship between the two of us is, like, you know, obviously having good communication, Mm -hmm. but having fun and, like, laughing together, even though you're in, like, misery shoveling leaves (laughs) out of a pit. When I'm just, like far left and she's far right. It's like, it's times like this where we can look at it and just laugh and just, yeah, man, we are so good for each other. Yeah. 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 We, we always have, well, I feel 
like this is kind of changing, but we used to say, I was always like, let's do it right now. Let's just do it right now. Let's just tackle it. And Matt's like, do we have to do this right now? Yeah. Can we do it later? Can we do this later? And it comp- it's nice. It complements each other to a certain degree. But I feel like you've been more about doing it now, actually. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a lazy person, but I like to be mentally prepared. <laughs> I don't mind spontaneity, but when it comes to task at hand, I'm like, all right, I need to get my head space. Yeah, in he the needs game. like a full briefing from like weeks to weeks. And if you know me, I'm like, let's just do it. Let's go. Yeah, and I'm, I am a procrastinator. I will admit yeah, that. And definitely. I'm a, I'm a crammer. Um, you know. But you're good and under pressure, like that last minute, yeah. and and sometimes under pressure, I'm like. Bye. I'm leaving. Yeah. Pressure's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, that's chapter chapter three. Chapter three. Okay. So moving on for next week, you guys, chapter four, it says, leave the suitcase. Leave it. Oh, shoot. I think that's talking about some difficulties, some drama. Like traveling? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Traveling with children. Thank you guys, though, for tuning in. We're so grateful that you're listening. If you guys are reading this book along with us, let us know. We are on the Instagram via basket full of red. I pop on there here and there and just share when I'm posting a new episode and engage. I have been loving hearing from you guys lately. I've heard from a few of you this week, and it's just like, wow, there's people listening to this. It's pretty cool. There you are, Peter. Yeah. So God bless you. Um, God bless your marriage. If you guys are like in the thick of it, stay the course. And honestly, even if one person is visualizing life for the marriage, like don't underestimate what the Holy Spirit can do with just like one because you guys are a unit. Like we are one together. So even if one spouse is the one like I am going to breathe life into this marriage, like there is so much power in that. And scripture is very clear about that on a a wife's end as well. So anyways, okay, you guys, until next time. Bye. Bye.